Oh, hello there, beautiful listener. I'm Paul Jarvis, and this is the Sunday Dispatches. FreshBooks has launched an all-new version of their cloud accounting software so you can spend more time doing the work you love and less time stressing over paperwork. For your 30-day free trial, go to freshbooks.com Sunday or just enter Sunday Dispatches in the How Did You Hear About Us section. If you don't want to have employees' assistance or scale up or grow a company that's bigger than you, there can still be growth involved. It's just a different kind. Which got me thinking, if growth via scale isn't an option for whatever valid reason that we have, how else can growth happen? So I came up with a list of ways I think that growth can happen without growth, without growing a company or hiring a shit ton of people. So the first thing is, working for yourself doesn't necessarily mean that you have to work alone. Even if you aren't interested in scaling your business, there's still great reasons to hire freelancers for specific projects. For example, hiring an editor to help with a book, or a research assistant to help gather content for your course, or a programmer to help code your site. I've realized this in the last few years, and I've hired a bunch of freelancers to help with different things because I know that I can't do everything, nor do I have the time to do everything. So working for yourself doesn't mean you have to work by yourself. The next thing is project partnerships. These are another great way to scale your reach and your skill set without growing your business, since it's just partnering up for one specific project with an end goal in mind. So think co-creating a course that combines what you do and how you pitch your audiences or creating a small software company with partners. Next thing you can do is grow revenue without doing more work or working longer hours if you get more efficient with your systems and processes. So the more that you create a standard process for doing repetitive tasks, the faster you can get those things done. Or if you can, you can automate them completely. So for example, creating a series of onboarding emails for new buyers or using a scheduler app like Calendly or Acuity to book calls or meetings in significantly less steps than emailing somebody hey, when do you want to get on the phone? And then somebody emails back, how about Tuesday? And then you're like, I can't do Tuesday. Then they're like, how about Wednesday? And it just keeps going forever. So the next thing that you can do is just say no to pretty much every opportunity. And I hate the word opportunity because it's uh, tough because it makes you seem like if you just do this one thing, everything's going to work out when that's not really the case. So say no to most opportunities. No matter how efficient you get, There's only so much time in the day. You've got to be vigilant about your priorities because everything can't be a priority. Opportunities, however seemingly great, come at a cost of time, attention, and energy. Very rarely does a business succeed because you basically said yes to every single thing. You can safely turn down a speaking gig or a telesummit invitation because you need to focus on your work. Next thing you can do is realize that heads down work mode is your best friend. So read Cal Newport's Deep Work, or if you're like me, read it for the 5th or 18th time. So in order to create or do specific work you do, you've got to tune everything else out for long stretches of time. That means turning off social notifications, not working with your email program open. I recommend that you do your best to have at least one or two days a week without calls or meetings or interruptions. Otherwise, you're not going to get stuff done. People always ask me, how do you launch so many things or build so many things? And it's just because I, like, when I'm focusing on working on those things, I don't have all these other distractions in front of me. And it makes a big difference. The next thing you can do to grow without growth is to define your own measure of success since your company is you. And you're the boss of you. At least, I hope you're the boss of you. So that means 
maybe success to you is more time in your garden or hiking or taking longer vacations with your family. It may have a little to do with revenue or quarterly earnings reports. You can also decide what enough is. For example, if you know you only need to make a certain amount of revenue to cover your costs and savings for a year, once you hit that, you can take very long breaks from your work and then come back refreshed and organized. My buddy Cleese, this South African accountant that I used to go surfing with every day, he told one time we were out in the lineup and he was like, dude, by next week I've made enough for the year. And I think it was like August or something. I was like, what do you mean? And he was like, well, I made enough to cover what I need to. So I'm going to go surf down the coast for a couple months. I was like, this is a good idea. I need to adopt this. FreshBooks can now count over 10 million freelancers and business owners as part of their tribe. How'd they do that? Well, for 13 years, they've obsessed over making their accounting software fast, ridiculously easy to use, and built specifically for creatives, not number pushers. So I can't cover all the features, but you can send a branded invoice in under 30 seconds, you can see when the clients looked at it, and you can get paid in two clicks. So if you haven't checked out FreshBooks, do it. Do it now. They've got a 30-day, no credit card required free trial. So go to freshbooks.com slash Sunday or just type in Sunday Dispatches in the How Did You Hear About a section. The next thing that you can do is repurpose as much content as you can. So being one person means the more you can reuse things, the faster you can get work done. For instance, you could turn a blog post that you wrote into several pull quotes for social media, then syndicate the same content across the web on things like HuffPo or Medium, then turn that content into a podcast episode, hint, just like the Sunday Dispatches, then use that content to go deeper in a chapter in the book. So same content used a ton of different times. Next thing you can do is to create products that relate to each other and appeal to the exact same audience as the other products that you have. So it's far easier to sell something to somebody who's already bought from you, if they liked it, obviously. And so the more you can continue to hit the same audience, the more trust you'll build with them and the easier it'll be to sell them something new that you make. And then finally, and this is related to the last thing, is to not give up on products too early. So relaunch everything you create multiple times because there's always probably either A, people who don't know about it, or B, people who know about it but didn't buy it yet, or C, People who are just waiting for it to launch again with a new discount promotion or bonus or some other form of urgency. So those are just a couple ideas off the top of my head to grow your business without actually growing your business. And the good thing is, if it's your work, you get to call the shots and figure out what actually matters to you with growth. And it may not matter to what other businesses or what other thought leaders say on the internet. So let me ask you this. How do you grow your business without growing your business? 